podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, my name is Daniel. This is the Talking Tactics Podcast. With me, I have... 300! <laughs> you know, you know let, let me, let, for me... You know I that represents six that years. I'm actually still doing this because... Again, like anybody who knows me, as I said again, I'm notoriously bad at working with people. So, you, you know, whenever in school you had to do group projects and, and, and stuff, mm-hmm. that was my, my fear. And bro, I was always the, the guy who was like, yo, mate, you know, you've not contributed anything to this group. I say, yeah, I know, because <laughs> I don't want to be, I, I don't, I don't want to work with you people. I want to work on my own. So crazy. I can't believe that, you know, from 2016 euros to here, I was, was still here, as I say, man. Is that you know, a compliment as, as, to me? As, as, as Morpheus would say in the Matrix, we are still here. Is that a compliment to me that like I'm I'm at least I can work with people? I guess you know no, it's a compliment because again, as I said again, I don't like working with people. I just don't. I don't. You know, I don't so. either. But I prefer. No, no, no. But I I don't more. I I don't <laughs> time too. I I'm a person that in the group project I would be the one that does all the work. So I'm just like, how, why am I even with you people? Like, I'd just rather get the grade by myself. So you guys are getting the work off my back. Like, what is going on? But then I realized that's just how the, that's just how the world works. Some people do more. Some people do less. Mm. And you just have to get in where you fit in. And don't be an asshole about what you do or what you haven't done. Just recognize people where they are. Find them where they are. And if you like working with them, work with them. Again, let's even let's let's use like a real world example. The Joe Budden podcast, perfect example. Mm. So you have three guys who come in, expands, grows huge, it's massive. But then as big as it comes, more popularity, more money. And they went to getting more money. And now it's about now dividing the pie. What do you do? Should it be even because Rory pretty much helped to get this thing from the ground up? Or is there an argument that, well, Joe is the most popular and a lot of the reason why people came into it is because, oh, yeah, I remember when he was a rapper. Let's see what my favorite rapper is now doing because I just like him and I like his rap again and so forth. So because I'm the most popular, I should be getting more of the pie. But then he's like, well, that's true, but this isn't your rap career. This is actually much more, has been actually much more better than your rap career. And really, we are a lot more equal. So you always get into the dynamics of like, who does more, who's more worth, who does more work, who's more popular, who do they come and see, who actually is the guy and the brains behind everything. You see, so you I, 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 feel like, I feel like I've watched like movies like The Five Heartbeats and like those, just, just those old mo- black movies about like bands and groups, like The Temptations and stuff like that. No, that never ends well. If you try to divide who's doing this, who's doing that, who's doing the most this, who's doing the most that, it never works that way. In any relationship, it's never 50-50. At, at, and at certain points, it changes between who's doing more and who's doing less. So you trying to find the like a formula for it when it's always changing and evolving. You're just going to end up annoying people or despising people or hating people. And I'm just like, bro, all this group dynamics, if the music is good, yeah. keep look, making the music. Look, 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 let's do an example. Um, Destiny's Child. They would have Perfect never example. As a group. Perfect never. example. Like, and bro, and this may sound crazy. Destiny's Child as a group made better music than anything Beyonce has done. That's just me. But that's, a different, that's maybe for an, an extra. <laughs> but everyone knew that. 
Beyonce is the most talented. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't that show the most ta- um, ta- talented? So you knew that. Even the other three knew that. Yeah, she, it's, it's only a matter of time. Jackson 5. They knew that, bro. It's only a matter of time before this absolute genius, fancy freak of guy goes solo. So we're just biding our time. Let's make as much as money we can as Jackson 5 until this guy just explodes as a solo act. So mm. you just have this, those things of like when you're in a group, there's that star that stands out. You always know that it's going to stand out. And then do you support him? Are you jealous? Are you envious and everything? Mm-hmm. You know? So, um, And in this podcast, I've always felt like, and we can just, let's, let's fuck it. It's episode 300. And yeah, then, no, no, then no, no, then no. It's, it's, it's a this is what we should do. Yeah, we should just talk about it. Yeah. I've always felt that you're the star because your personality, what you say, the opinions that you have, I've always, like, you're the reason why we do this is because I felt, because you didn't even have a Saturday hangout at this point. Mm. The Sunday hangout was a wild, wild West place. It's been, it's, it's more calm now. <laughs> now, not now that there's, there's been order and like, you know, the, the, there's more regulars, but back in the day, it was just wild, wild West. You know, Bill, one yeah. of my close friends, Hambly. Uh, yes. Yes. I've known him since I was well, uh, 14. One of my mm-hmm. good friends that I've known since school and we're, we're literally in every class in school. And this is like one of my guys. I don't think he's ever commented about any of my YouTube videos. <laughs> every single Monday and now Tuesday, he listens to the podcast where he even mm-hmm. said, oh yeah, thanks for the shout out on your podcast because I know his personality. And I know that the way that the YouTube thing is, he won't bother, but with the way that the podcast is, that's something that that he would do. And that's exactly. the guy that that, I know. Yeah, that's that's so. that, that's what I was going. I was like, if if I could get HH in a different context, I wonder what his opinions would sound like outside of the performance that YouTube sometimes demands within the context of the Sunday Hangouts. Maybe we should try it. So I, I reached out on email. And you were, and obviously those times you were doing less. I don't know if you would accept another podcast request or even if I asked you now without knowing you. Would you be able to do a podcast? I don't know if you say yes in this point, at this point. The schedule will just be like, I don't even know how we do that. But I was like, I reached out and half was like, yeah, why not? I've always imagined like people listening to this, they assume like Half Hope is like wearing the shades and he's in like the different robes and shit. <laughs> but like, I feel like this is like a different way to get opinions out of you. And and maybe you feel it too, like if you listen back and then compare it to the YouTube, it's like it's a different side. Well, no, 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 see, see, for me, I think. Look, this, I mean, this is actually a, a good comfort to have. So, look, my dream or vision was to be an be an actor. Mm-hmm. So I've been acting and performing since I was six years old. So my brothers and sisters put me in one of our home films, and literally, I was like five, six years old playing the husband of my sister, who's four years old, old, older than me, and everything. So. I was wanting to be an actor. I did the whole film thing, acting school, going to auditions, making my own film, didn't really work out and, and so forth. But I was always a guy said, no, I've always got to be creative and just do something that is creative and everything. But so this YouTube thing, it's a combo of I've always loved football and I've always loved to perform. I've always mm-hmm. been a guy like, you know, when the, the camera is on, boom. When when the camera is off, get away from me. I don't want to talk talk to you because I'm not a social kind of a guy. But when the camera's on, boom. So this sort of blends both of those things. The podcast thing, I was like, okay, I mean, can I actually hold these literally long convos and so forth? Because you see, anybody who knows me, I'm not a long conversation talker, really. I'm like, boom, come in. I say what I need to do and I'm out and so forth. So my thing though was, look, I'll try anything. 
But if I didn't get along with you, I'd be like, look, bro, I mean, <laughs> like, because because for me, like, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm very simple. If I don't get along with you, you know it. I'm like, you know that's yeah, that this ain't working because I can't fake anything. It's impossible for me to fake anything. So I was like, okay, because I'm not really a podcast guy. I listen to maybe two podcasts. Even, I mean, I'm a football guy, like, I started listening to Gabon just but yeah, I'm not really a podcast guy. I'm much more of a visual guy because I'm a, I'm a film guy. I need to see visuals. So I just know how this whole podcast thingy would go. But what the thing though is, <clears throat> it's like a good change of course because it's like the YouTube thing is very intensive. It's like, it's a lot of talking. It's, it's, it's a lot of energy, a lot of passion, a lot of arguments, a lot of shouting and so forth. Hence why... After I do that, I've got to go and watch films. I don't, I don't want to watch, view, or do anything about football after a live show. I just watch my movies, films, or like my Twitch movie shows. Mm. So the podcasting was okay. This is different, you know, because it's a different pace. It's a lot slower, and I don't have to be on a thousand the way I have yeah. to on YouTube. You know, I can be like, oh shit, okay, this is much more laid back. Actually, yeah, let me actually formulate a lot of these thoughts that I won't be able to because I'm arguing with someone and I'm shouting at, at someone on the a live show. So in my mind, ideally it would be like first take or undisputed mm. or something like that. It's no, no, not. No, no, that's the thing that yeah, if yeah. we lived in the same place, what would have been, what would be great is if <laughs> some show. chips, some snacks, some food, <laughs> we sit down and we just wing it for an hour and just talk. But see, when when I look at the dynamic between like Skip, Stephen A, Shannon, Skip, I feel like because they're antagonistic and the purpose of the show is to drive debate and to be entertaining, but through argument, mm. you're bound to clash in the way that like, put your glasses back on, like <laughs> like that kind of dynamic. I feel like that's inevitable because you're you're they're not fighting, but they're fighting. And like I, I like that dynamic essentially, but I feel like it's very volatile mm. and that's not really why i'm here what what i get from the show is i've gotten over the sound of my own voice so you say you grew up performing acting all of that mm. i'm a writer at heart mm, yeah so our first podcast was really the uh, just this podcast is the first time i've really just been able to just hear my own voice get over the the uneasiness of it you know i've learned audio editing i've learned software and different types of things so that's what I get from it. And just the ability to better elocute the thoughts that I would like to write in voice form. So if you ask me a question, maybe I could say it in a better way now than I could in 2016 because I'm actually talking. And then because I'm in the States, there's not really too many people here that I can have a conversation with on a particular level, at least in 2016, maybe that's changed now, about football. So finding you and Carl and just kind of building friendship over that that time has been invaluable to me. Like I actually have that community of like at least a few people in my life who I can talk about football with, you know, and that's that's important. But yeah, the podcast itself, I didn't <laughs> I wasn't thinking about 2023 <laughs> when we started this or 300 episodes or or any of that. But that people like it and like your guy will or just other, or I guess you call them Bill, um, Bill, and, and and people like that that they they get something from it. That's nice. You know, no, no, I mean, you know, yeah, I think it's like, yeah, I mean, I again, it's 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 you know, you have to put ourselves on the back that it's been able to be this. But I think again, it goes to <clears throat> a partnership where you know what your roles are, 
and your skill sets are and so forth. And I think what is interesting is what's it called? I think I was even talking to someone about it says that um, unlike charges attract, you hmm. know. So even if like, look, we, we share the same views, you know, racially, racial politics and so forth and everything like that. But because I'm a performer, you're a, a, a writer, we come at arguments in a whole different sense. So you come from it from a writer's point of view. I come from it from like a, a, a performance talker kind of view. So you're getting sort of like a different sense and a different approach to a footballing arguments and so forth, which is what makes the, the, the thing interesting. And also the whole thing is about this, like, look, there is no star of, of, of everything. Like, don't I'm not this, the, the star of this whole thing. It's, it is just what it is. Like, okay, this is just a specific thing about, okay, a guy who is a YouTuber, streamer, and a guy who is a writer, journalist, and so forth. And what does that thing do? And again, I don't think there are many podcasts like that where you have a, a streamer and a writer who's written for publications coming to together to actually have like a footballing argument because like whether it's Gab and Jules or so forth, they're both writers, they're both streamers. Mm -hmm. So it's either you get two writers, two streamers, two writers, but a streamer and a writer, it's interesting. And when you hear the arguments, you're like, yeah, they are coming at this from different points of view because I'm going to attack it head on. I'm like, no, this is what it is. But you're like, well, actually, how about this point and that point and that point and that point? Mm -hmm. And actually, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's true. But no, this is what it is. So that and that whole blend of everything could be like, boom, because you make a point of like, okay, true. I know I'm going ahead and bash you. I didn't really think of it in that kind of a sense. And then you'll be like, I know that you can analyze this, but yeah, let's just be, be real with it. It is what it is. So mm. let's just be straight with this. So that's whole straight and direct point of view. And the more, okay, let's now break this thing down into sections and so mm. forth systematically is, 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 uh, that's the show. Is, is an interesting blend, man, you know? No, no, but, but what is interesting though is, again, I just wish there was like data to have of 19 to 20, 20, 25. How many of those regularly listen to podcasts? And what is the, um, the divide between how many hours is spent watching YouTube, TikTok, and Twitch, and a podcast? Because here's the, the thing though. My fear is, the younger generation are very short attention span. So when I was growing up, how did I consume football? There was no TikTok, no YouTube, no Twitch. We had a dial-up, so incest was not a thing. Every Sunday after church, I went to my local store, got World Soccer magazine. And after I, I'd watched a serial game, I'd sit down on my, on my bed and read all the... So I had to read. <laughs> and this was all in long form, not like 120 characters or like a one minute guy shouting on YouTube to to read this guy's article about, okay, this is what's happening in Italy. This is what's happening in England. Or this is a interview with Cantona, an interview with, with, with Ronaldo and so forth. So I really ha had to read. So my thing though is for younger people right now where nobody buys magazines, physical media is done. Physical media is all done. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the guys who are on, on physical media, again, either you evolve or you get screwed. These guys now have to be like, how do I attract that 18 year old with a quick soundbite on um, tech, TikTok, quick soundbite on Twitter and, and so forth because nobody is reading. So how many people can, how many 19, 20, 18, 17, 16 year olds can spend an, spend an hour listening to a podcast, spend an hour listening to somebody really formulate an opinion and really discuss things? So I have pulled up here once you've mentioned it, because I was mm -hmm. curious, because I think that's a very interesting point about attention spans. And that's why I don't do 
like that Joe Rogan three, four hour thing. Because mm. my attention span isn't longer than an hour, an hour and 30 minutes. Yeah. You know, yeah. so down here it says this is just Spotify numbers, but of our audience, a quarter of it is between the ages of 18 and 22. And then a third of it is between the ages of 23 and 27. And then another quarter between the ages of 28 and 34. And then the rest is spread between younger or older. Oh, wow. Okay. So, you know. Okay, okay. So so this guy is listening to it on all platforms. Just Spotify. Oh, that's Spotify. So so obviously the Spotify data is going to be slightly shaded because younger people use Spotify than anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, that's pretty interesting. 90% male, though. Oh wow, bro! I th- I think I'm like what? bro. I-, I think I know every woman that listens to my YouTube thing. So <laughs> by name, but yeah, like I think it it does hit at least on Spotify a particular demographic. That, like so so yeah, like people in their twenties, like co- college age and a bit older. Yeah, but obviously that eighteen nineteen year old, there's probably a few of them out there who. Are, there are people like I've always told you. There are people who are at 18 years old who have grown up on you at this point. Oh yeah, like, oh, no, no, like this. This is what I always say. Do you do you know Nisha? Yeah, bro. I, I remember that his he... voice broke. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell, bro? I, Yo, I remember when his voice was hyper and so forth. I know he was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, what? Today or yesterday, he posted that he got into, and I, I hope. I mean, you tweeted it, bro. So he got into Columbia Law. Which is oh. like probably one of the top ten law schools in the United States. Oh damn! Wow, I, I need to I, I need to send him congrats, man. Wow, that's amazing. Top ten law schools. I saw it and I was like, he's in law school. Like I remember him when he was whatever. Yeah. Um, just on the hangouts. It's number four, the number four law school in the in the United States. Damn. And then he was like, God is green. <laughs> so, yeah, I was just like, wow. I remember you when you were like, you know, he had the the, the Chelsea logo with yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Atlanta United, I think. I was like, wow, man. We we talked about this recently, but FG? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's his, his voice is deeper yeah, than mine. Is, <laughs> it's, 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 it's deeper than mine, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's, uh, no, but, but I mean, but see, it is, it's it, like... It, the, the exact same views about Cristiano, but like it's just like mm. you're old, man. You graduated college. It's like, man. No, no, but 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 what I would want to know though is so that demographic then who are in their twenties, mm. how much are they consuming YouTube, TikTok, and Twitter videos, and how much are they consuming podcasts? You know, because like th- that data just shows mm. us, oh, they're listening to it. But what I want to see is how much. Is the what is the divide? What's the pytrust of our spends on YouTube, Twitter, and our spends listening to the podcast? Podcasts and YouTube videos have almost blended in towards the same thing. So okay. when, when when we first started this, I would have told you there is a difference between the Sunday night hangout and a podcast. A podcast is something that you don't watch. It's yeah. vi- it's audio, and you you can listen to it anywhere. As this has evolved since 2016, podcast and YouTube videos have blended together to where people would say that your Sunday hangout and the Saturday hangout, and even the ones you do Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whenever, are podcasts, just that you can only watch them on YouTube. Things like Joe Budden, you can choose where you want to listen to it. You can Mm. watch it or you can listen to it. But 
it's a podcast even if you're watching it. But yeah, I I, I don't think there's a big distinction between yeah, podcasts it's, it's, and it's videos in the same yeah. way. Yeah, like the, it's it's been blurred in that way. I'm very particular that we do like the old school still kind of mm. podcast vibe. Um, but I don't think a, an 18 year old would say that your your hangout isn't a podcast. I'd say yeah, I listen to the HH show or the podcasts. Mm. You know, I'm sure that's the word that would be used. No, I mean, I mean, Paul. Let's even. I mean, what do you think? How would you compare, like, the football consents game in 2023 as opposed to 2016? As in, how much has it changed? Has it gotten better? Has it improved? Is it worse? How do you think it has changed from 2016 to 2023? So how things were in 2016 in terms of podcasts, YouTube, and just fo- football contents made by guys like us and football content now in 2023? Oh, it's way more. Like, there's way more to choose from than there was back then. Um, and it's so, weird but, but to say back then. Mine's one thing. Is it better? Is it worse? Oh, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, because there's more you, there, and there's more people making content, you kind of mm. get to choose where you want to go. And, yeah. and and that choice makes it better because you have more options. But then with more also means that there's worse content as a whole. So that's that's probably how I would split the baby. Like because there's more, it can be better. Yeah. But because there's more, it's ultimately worse. And I, I, I hope we contribute to the to the better part. Maybe some yeah. people would argue, but um, if everybody's making a show, everybody's making a podcast. Not everybody should really be on the mic. And no, no, that, no, no, no. And, and and you might say maybe Daniel, you shouldn't be on the mic. But and that's that's a fair critique. But no, no, but, but but you know, it's almost like it's it's the argument that I use as to why we don't have like flying cars and spaceships now. Is that if back in the 1600s, 1700s, 1800s, and and so forth. Science was open to more races and to more PP people. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you have more minds, more critical thinking, more ideas, and therefore we would be much more further further ahead technology technologically now. So, more definitely means that there's a lot of crap to sift through. Mm-hmm. But also, you may find that oh wow, this is actually an interesting. Thing actually that's I really wouldn't have found before. There's actually like an interesting guy that's oh I I, I really wouldn't have found. Whereas like in 2016 there were only so very few. I mean like let's even take all the way back to when I started 2010. There, there was nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like 2010 football Twitter didn't exist, football YouTube didn't exist. There was nothing. This was pre AFT TV. So back then it was literally just like okay okay what is this now? As opposed to now in 2023. It's very, it's lucrative to get, because I was speaking to um, a girl about this, um, I think it was, was it last night, and I was saying to her that it's difficult to get into the game now, but based on your look, your knowledge, and your understanding of your club and so forth, if you play a cards right, there is so much money to be made here. So it's hard to get into, but once you get in, there is so much money to be made because I think this is in its growth because you know so basically this is what we, so this is what we, we we do in a, in this what in business studies. So I think it's startup, growth, maturity, then decline. So I think this is still in its growth phase. It hasn't matured yet. This is still in in its in its growth phase, which we which is good. It may mature maybe the next four, five, six, six years, but it will de- decline. <laughs> you know that mm. that is going to happen, but that mm. may be happen maybe in the next. 10, 12, 15 years when tech changes or there's like a massive seismic change in, in terms of football or so forth. So this is still in its growth stage. 
which means that this is when you really want to comment. But because it's in its growth stage and it's it is sort of nearing the latter parts of its growth stage, it's very difficult to, to come in and um, form a and have like your own your market space from your own USP. What's called unique selling points from your own USP. So it's good that we came here in 2016 when there weren't that many football podcasts around and podcasts were still like a thing. Because we came in very early, we already had that you know, just as that's early adopter right now. So there's already that core that was built in. So mm-hmm. anything more, we're just building our core, building our core, building our core. So anybody coming in, that core really just doesn't have the years that we already had from from from, from before. So do you know what's you funny? Know, it's interesting. We will come on the other side of the break and we'll talk about Enzo and the transfer window yeah, in yeah, a second. Yeah. But we can end it here. Dan Colosimo, when he made our logo, and I always laugh about this when I look at it, and I've probably said it on the pod before, but like the logo, it has like, EST 2016. And and when, when that was originally put there, I remember Hapa was like, why is that there? <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. And I was like, I was like, I mean, I, I think we could probably do this for like longer than a couple of years. Yeah, so, so, like, so, we were established this year. Who, who cares? I mean, get that thing off the logo, but but now but, like, okay, but, but, yeah. but now but now when I look at it and it's 2023, and, and maybe that's partly you thinking like I don't work well in groups. So the idea that this thing could last longer than however many, and however also many what months I found out, 10 years, if, if we make it 10 years, that's the World Cup. The World Cup? Which World Cup? Oh, 2026. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The World Cup, yeah. Look, 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 look at how, how God works, you know. <laughs> yeah, that just makes me feel old, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but no, but like when you look at like, when I see the 2016, I'm like, wow, like we really, we're really still doing this. And people still like it. Like people are asking me like, where's the podcast? I'm like, we're waiting. Yeah. <laughs> for the for, for the transfer window so you guys sat through us from just reminiscing about podcasts if you make a podcast hopefully you found that somewhat interesting yeah, or man. if you really fuck with us in that way uh, there you go but we'll be back and we're going to talk about the transfer window alright what did you make of um, all of the transfers that went down or didn't happen actually better question <laughs> what are what are Chelsea doing <laughs> they're as, destroying as, as everything say, bro. it's in the lord's hands man look i mean there are many ways to, to look at this i think look if you're a chelsea fan you're like wow yeah chelsea really have done that hmm. like i can't think of any trans window that's been like this in terms of how hard it is to sign players in january and how many players chelsea signed and the very kind of six-dimensional way where they went around signing these 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 players like it's never happened before. It's basically just been mad at what Chelsea how have done, you know. Because it's like, yes, it's a lot of money, but it's not initially. It's spread. I think the Enzo deal is in six in the installments. They've just found a very crazy way of getting around the FFP of how much yeah. money you you spend all in, in in one go. But like, look, man. I mean, it's um there's a football thing and then there's a life thing. I think Enzo is a perfect ex- example. Why would you leave? A team who I believe they're doing well in the Portuguese league. And I do believe they have a very good chance of getting to the semifinals of the UCL, who topped the group that had PSG and Juventus, who I think are a really good team. So why would you leave that team to join a team who are in transition, have to go through a, a whole lot of work, have a, a massive makeover and are currently 10? But then there's a life thing. Enzo's from Argentina. He's from South America. And I speak to, like, on the hangout to this with... Um, um, Ricardo, who's from Peru, mm. a lot of guys in South America, it's the same story. You know, you've grown up not having much and so forth. So when that big contract comes, you take it. 
So for Enzo is, I don't care where they are placed. This is the Premier League. And I'm going to end two, three times as much as I end here in Benfica. And that also shows you the madness of the world that we're living in, where a Leeds United, a Nottingham Forest, a Bournemouth can attract a top-tier player from La Liga, Bundesliga, and so forth because they can offer two, three times as much money. You know, and you cannot slight Enzo for wanting money because it's like, bro, this is, I wanted to provide for my family and do well financially in what is a finite career means more than winning a Champions League, 100%. You may have, this isn't like a career that you have 20, 30 years. You have 10, 12, maybe good years at a club and that's it. So I need to cash out and earn as much money in these 10, 12 years. So I know that man, financially, I'm good. Because I don't know what I will do when I'm retired, if I get a massive injury and so forth. I don't know whether I have a plan. So let me get as much money I can out of this. So after life, I'm good. My family's good. My friends are good. My family's family is good. My people in my community were all good. And mm -hmm. I can provide for everyone in my family and in my community, knowing how much we struggled and we suffered to even get here. So you can't slight him and end up for that, uh, for that way of thinking, man. But what happened to boxing? is all happens to football. Pay-per-view? No, greed. <laughs> say, okay, same thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 same thing, same thing. Like, yeah. when something gets popular, it's just human nature. That's only what human beings are just, this is what we are, we are a disease. Human <laughs> beings are a virus, as Smith said in the Matrix. Anything time that something gets popular, leech, leech, money, overexposed, leech leech suck leech suck we just take everything away and until you've just ruined it and what was happening with football is yeah. there's just going to be more money more money overspending more money overexposure more money more money 1000 percent football will destroy itself 100 percent. now maybe take 10 15 20 30 years guaranteed football will destroy itself because of greed because of, 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 of greed because the amount of money in the game it's it's it's, it's madness did it's you see crazy. what Teba says where he said that the Premier League is basically financial doping? It's economic doping. Basically, mm -hmm. what the Premier League can spend in a transfer window, no other league, even if you add the other leagues together, it, it almost doesn't compare. So I think I saw a number that the 720 to 20. Yes. And now I was going to say most of this money is Chelsea's money, but still, <laughs> the. the <laughs> Todd B! <laughs> the. The fact remains that like the disparity in what was spent in the January transfer window is astounding. And, and I've seen Chelsea fans say, you know, cry more and this is just what it is. Even people who are generally sane people, they back into their corner and they're just you. Y'all are just broke boys and we got money. So in the early 2000s, when La Liga was the one spending all the money, you guys weren't complaining then but now you're complaining now it's like yeah i hear that argument the disparity is so vast if you extrapolate if you double it you have la liga spending 40 million in a transfer window and you have the premier league spending 1.4 billion but we're here but, but, but yeah. a, a key points here go for it and i think it's supply and demand so you want to watch so you want to go to a, a premier league game you're looking at it's and if you if you if you want to buy for a top club that's between 40 to 60 pounds, 60, 60, 70 pounds for a good seat. Look at how much you have to put out for a season ticket as well. You're looking at 30 pounds a month to subscribe to Sky Sports and the amount of people that to do. And you look at all the packages all around, whether it's Peacock, Fox Sports and so forth. And you look at 
how the global fan base of a Man United, a Liverpool, a Chelsea, um, an Arsenal, and so forth, a Man City now, there is so much money that has been put in because of the popularity and the viewership. Mm. That is where the money is. And you say to that, man, why don't you have like a um, spending cap and, and, and so forth? People are making money here. If I'm making a lot of money here, why the hell am I going to have a spending cap? So everybody is enjoying because I'm, <laughs> it's like Oprah, I make money, you make money, you make money, you make money. We all make, make, make money. <laughs> so everybody is making money with this. And, and see, that's why for me, of course, I'm going to flex that. Yeah, man, we got the money and so forth. Because see, I am enjoying now because I know what the end is going to be. You know, so enjoy now and when the end comes on, because the end is going to be football will destroy itself through money and overspending. Too much of anything, too much of a good thing is bad. The key to life is a balance. Mm. Too much of anything, whether it's be good is bad. And you cannot tell me that if the way the spending is happening keeps on to go and go and go and there is no cap there are no checks and balances because ffp is a freaking joke that there is no board that is fully trying to control the amount of spending don't say that this is not going to somehow destroy itself of course it's going to be and more and more people from saudi arabia from qatar from the middle east more americans are going to be like oh no i want this i want this i want this I liverpool want this. and united are up for sale what oh, do you think is yes, going to happen 100%. when they get bought it's going to be the same thing that yes. chelsea are going through and now Ch- Chelsea are able to do this. Number one is the British government was involved in the sale, and that's its own thing. On top of that, Abramovich didn't he took he ate one point five billion dollars in debt. Chelsea are debt free, which means you're working from zero. You're not. It's it's not like they're straddled with Abramovich's one point five billion right. of debt, and now they're adding their own. It's like no, they started at zero, so they can basically create a new 1.5 billion worth of debt and then over the course of these eight ten years whatever it is then you pay it off they're just hoping that it works in the meantime if you if you say football is gonna cannibalize itself for lack of a better word in the next 20 years well they have 19 years to make money (laughs) so that's exactly what they're gonna do right you went so many places and i should have wrote down what i was thinking so i'll just see what i can remember to the enzo point Chelsea are a better bet to win things in the long term. Yeah. And you're making more money. So obviously you're you're taking care of your family, all of this, all of that. But Chelsea are a historically better club the past 20, 30 years, let's say, than Benfica. Chelsea won two Europa Leagues and two Champions Leagues. The last time well, Benfica well, won a European trophy, I don't know. No, but, but, but sorry. But, so, the 60s? I mean, just, sorry, just to make a point. My point was him staying just to win them a Champions League. But mm. 100% future, long-term, yeah, obviously, like, you know, it's it would be a smarter bet to trust in the Chelsea product long-term than Benfica, who know who we know, just like Dortmund and Monaco, if they get They're a, a big-time play, they have to sell. So Now, I think Chelsea have leveraged themselves too far. And what I mean by that is, if you look at what Barcelona did under Bartomeu, they kind of did the same thing where they were giving players long deals. It's just that they didn't work. <laughs> so so people came, they got long contracts or big contracts, whichever way. And they did the amortization trick where you don't spend basically the you know, you're, you're not paying the transfer fee. You're paying the transfer fee divided by the amount of years on the contract plus the wages themselves. 
like the whole accounting thing is math, so it's probably going to be above my head. But the point is, other clubs have tried this. It's just that it didn't work for them. Abramovich in 2003 and 2004 bought Chelsea under the same set of circumstances. He had to pay off, I think, $300 million in debt from the Ken Bates era. But once he got over that, which was nothing to him because he was one of the richest people in the world at the time, they bought 23 players in two seasons. <laughs> 23. I can maybe count five successes, maybe six. Actually, no, that's a lie. You can give me... Eight or nine successes out of that 23. I can give you, I, I can make an argument for Crespo, obviously, Makalele, Drogba, Robin, Carvalho, Paulo Ferreira. There were so many. You can maybe, yeah. if you wanted to, make an argument for like Wayne Bridge and those guys if you wanted to. Look on Bridge is a bit crazy. <laughs> I mean, Bridge did score that winning goal against Aston. That's all he did. Right. So. right. I mean, I, like, if you wanted to make the argument, you could. But, and, and also, John Serra slept with his wife. That, that's what so. so. Mm. But for every Drogba, there's a Kesman. For every Robin, there's a Mutu. For every, like, you can just go through the list. The idea that Chelsea have bought these nine players, I think, in this transfer window, the, the idea that they will all succeed, it's not realistic. Oh, no, no, of course not. No. Some of these players that you think are going to be good are not going to be good. That's just the fact of the matter. If you hit on 50%, you've done well. But, but let's say you get three out of nine. Those other six players are now on... <laughs> oh, by the way, Santos, that's my guy. I've watched... I've watched highlights. <laughs> so that's that's what I'm making my money on. Out of all the signings, he's the one who's trying to So it's real quick. So the Santos, he joins in the summer or? It's work permit issues. Oh. Because I don't think he's played enough for the Brazil senior team or something like that to actually oh. make the cut. But maybe with these international appearances for under 21 level, maybe he can come over. But yeah. either way. Um, but yeah, that's... That's the guy who I'm most excited about. Whether or not he plays is his own thing. But if if the ones who don't work are four, five, six, seven, like they're already trying to sell Koulibaly, I read today. Oh shit! <laughs> like he's 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 on the list of players who are thought to be you know on thin ice, as it were. You've given these dudes six, seven, eight year deals. You have to then deal with that. And who's going to want to take a six or seven year contract on? First, you have to buy the player, which you just spent big money on. Then he's already on big wages. So I feel like they've overextended. Like the the idea or the willingness of the project is correct. At least take advantage of top players signing long deals. If I was their agents, I've written about it. I wouldn't want to sign an eight-year contract for my player because, as you said, a career is a finite thing. So I want as many contracts within that 10, 12 years as possible. I don't just want one. Like signing an eight-and-a-half-year deal to me is crazy. But in the context of Chelsea, it makes sense why you would want to do it for the accounting reasons or whatever. That willingness from Chelsea is right. But to do it 9, 10, 11, 12 times... You better hope that your success rate, your hit rate, whatever software or scouting that you're using, it better be really good. Yeah, because see, my thing though is Bowley's strategy. Is this strategy just sort of like just spend and spend in a way to sort of circumvent these FFP rules, hence why the long contracts and spread installments? Or is there an actual plan through Vivil and so forth? Because I'm in two minds. A one mind is, my God, this is now a new team because I cannot deal with 
Twiddledy and Twiddledrum known as Cokin Gallagher and, and Mason Quarter, you know, and also Alves. I can't deal with those dudes. So, so having just new players come through, I'm like, at last, this is just something re- refreshing. This is like a, a new start. It's a nice makeover. So I'm happy with that. And from what I've seen from Modric, I don't know if they want to talk about the whole N-word thing and everything, you know, it is, it is your thing, you know, okay, so it is not talk about rap and rap music and everything, but that's one side. It's an extra, um, it's an extra, it's an extra. Yeah, it's an extra. Rap music, why? Um, so, Enzo, aha, Modric looks good. Felix, that's my guy. That's my, that's my, okay. my guy. You know, and, but, but it really looks good. So, yeah, but then on the flip side is, I've never liked long contracts. Never. The very visual of just seeing seven eighties. I'm like, it, it, it just, it, it just looks wrong. Eight and a half. He said, and a half. It 30, looks wrong. 2031? Bro, it looks wrong. You know, it's, it's funny. Like, as a rest, I was so happy. The 2031 just sort of passed my my brain, but I was like, 2031? Hey, Enzo, Enzo. 2031? Hey, Enzo, Enzo, Enzo. So it's just sort of so, That's past two World Cups from now. <laughs> oh. That's oh. past 2030. We don't even know where 2030 is going to be yet. He's signed to Chelsea beyond that. That's nuts. In, in a, in a foot, like, that's how I conceptualize time in football is by World Cups. That's hmm. two World Cups. I, it's, that's crazy. Why? That's, no, no, no. But, 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 but come on. It's, it isn't obvious. This, it's a tactic. I'm talking about from the player's point of view. Why would you oh, do that? See, see, player's point of view is this. Security. But it's, no, it, no, no. Yeah. It's like you have a choice. Either you remain, because no one else is going to pay this fee. And remember, for a player, what do you always fear? Am I going to get a major injury or am I going to be off the market? So right now, I'm hot off. I've just won a World Cup. I've been voted the best young player at the World Cup. I am hot property right right now. Mm-hmm. And when you're hot, that's when you want to strike when the, when the iron is hot. What if I, what if he stays out at Benfica, gets a massive injury, is out for six and seven months? Starts now, now I'm going to bad form. So for Enzo... It may be a long con, but at the end of the day, you have to pay me that 100, 120, 200,000 a week. So that is coming to my bank account every single week. See, but have hope. My, my thing is the only reason Chelsea would buy you is because they think you're good, mm-hmm. right? And the yeah. only reason they spend 120 million euros is because they think you're really, really good. Yeah. For me, you take a four year contract at the same money. And then once you get to that fifth year option or a player option, now you get to renegotiate. Or or from from Enzo's point of view. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. From Enzo's point of view. Or you get to become a free agent. And in the free agent market, if you want to go to Real Madrid, Barcelona, maybe not Italy these days, but any other yeah. club, they have to pay you basically on top, like a signing bonus of millions of dollars. You need to believe in yourself more than Chelsea believe in you. And I'm I'm totally sympathetic to the idea that you can't maybe risk the idea of what if I get a bad knee injury or this or that. But Callum Hudson-Odoi tore his Achilles tendon. Chelsea gave him 120 million, uh, sorry, 120,000 per week after the fact. I don't think there are any injuries in 2023 that sports science can't really deal with. Even broken legs, those used to be career enders. Aaron Ramsey broke his leg, went to Juventus and got 400,000 a week. So, and that's because he was a free agent. So I look at these players and I'm like, I get it. Trying to secure as big a bag as you can. Players like Mudrick, I'm almost sympathetic to that one because I don't believe in your talent as much as they do. Yeah. But, But Enzo, I see it. And because Chelsea are doing these accounting tricks, let's say he has a great, like he, he, let's say he exceeds expectations over the next two years. 
he would want a, re, uh, a restructure. Or let's say he wants to go to Madrid. Chelsea are like, bro, you have six and a half years left on your contract, big boy. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> You're not going anywhere. Actually, no, if he has a great 18 months, he has seven years left on his contract. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going anywhere. We, you, we have you for seven years. And, and, and this takes me back to what I was saying about Tebas. They're looking at this and thinking, how can we compete with clubs who are able to spend 120? Like clubs yeah, are breaking. The, the reason that those release clauses and buyout clauses is as an incentive for people not to come get them. You put 120 down because you think nobody's going to pay 120 outright to, to come get this player. Barcelona put 222 on Neymar. Nobody in their right mind is going to come steal our player for 220 million euros. Oh, PSG find the release clause money. Chelsea find the release clause money. <laughs> and they're like, okay, so like, what are we meant to do? I guess you have to do what like uh, Madrid have done with, you know, Vinny and Benzema, where you just put them on 1 billion release clauses. So yeah. like, you're, you're, not, you're not leaving because nobody's doing that. But, you know, eventually maybe a billion will be a reasonable amount in football. I don't know. But you brought the point of caps, like salary caps or transfer caps. I think the rest of Europe is going to look at the Premier League as you guys destroyed the Super League so you could maintain your own version of a Super Boom. League. Yep. And because you've destroyed it, we need to regulate what you're up to because the rest of us can't compete. There's a reason why Juventus and uh, Barca, Madrid, Real Madrid, they, they haven't let go of the idea of a Super League. And maybe they have now, now that Juventus has gone oh, through its little oh, thing. No, no, but, but also sort of updates. I mean, I don't know whether this is true, but someone's saying stuff that's um i don't know whether it's true but apparently like the a court ruled that fifa and uefa can sanction the super league dudes oh and wow. so forth so but wow. i need to look i mean the, that's but you you can't if, if, you're, if you're the the premier league clubs were the first to pull out chelsea yeah. and city they pulled out and then the thing collapsed the idea that you guys don't want to help the rest of us make money while you then poach our best players Kaylor Navas is going to <laughs> Nottingham Forest. I mean, I know they've won two European Cups, but late 70s, early 80s, the Premier League is its own version of a Super League. And yeah. the rest of the, and if you're in Portugal, Spain, France, Germany, Italy, Austria, Poland, Netherlands, and anywhere that isn't England, Scotland, even Ireland, why would you want this thing to continue without regulation? If it does, because of the reasons that you outlined, people are able to watch it on TV all of the money and season tickets. We've always made the argument on the podcast because we're having this conversation in English, somebody who's, I have Scottish roots, Ugandan roots, Canadian, you're Nigerian. Like the reason we're having this conversation in English is because Britain went around the world and colonized everybody to where everybody speaks English or now knows it because of the United States and ramifications of that. The the fan base or the the potential market for the Premier League is so vast and people who support these clubs, like Manchester United probably have 500 million, 600 million, 700 million, a billion fans across the world. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a crazy number. You can't compete with what the Premier League is capable of doing. UEFA is going to have to come up eventually with a solution to, to curb spending. No, but, 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 but see, this is what I've always said, look. Chelsea have made the block hot. That's basically my yeah. last <laughs> Wait, the why? Look, see... <laughs> People that went against the Super League, I was like, you guys, really? You're against the Super League because you're so virtuous? Give me a break. Mm. Give me a break. Like, Premier League, it is the Super League. And I get it. You want to protect your own. You want to protect your products and the fights for your products. So this stupid 
Robin Hood noble idea of like, no, we want to protect the integrity and the heart and soul of football and and, and so forth. Or re you really think Chelsea or Aston and so forth give a damn about um, Scunthorpe or Torquay <laughs> or, 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 any, or, or, or Dagenham and Redbridge? Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> you know? So you only care about your own and the money that you're making and the product of the EPL and the, and the Premier League. So this whole thing of what protecting the integrity of football, no, that's all BS. The Super League is the only natural progression of where club football should be going. So you look at the NBA and NFL. Okay, NBA, which is what I watch. 30 teams. Mm -hmm. I, just know, I don't know whether football can get there, but what I think football, where football should go is something like the NBA. You've got all these teams. And maybe you can influence a relegation promotion, but you've got these 30 teams, big teams, and you've got talent evenly spread amongst all of these teams. So every game is competitive and anybody can get it. You know, mm. the, the, the issue with the, the Premier League is it's top heavy. Maybe once in a blue moon, Bournemouth will beat Man City. Once in a blue moon, um, Southampton will beat like a Liverpool or Sofal. Well, maybe no, not now and everything. But that's why they use the whole thing of it's a top six because mm. these are the six best teams. So rather than having a top six, how about you just have a top 10 and a top 20, 20, 20. So 10 amazing teams that all have amazing players. 15 amazing teams that all have amazing players. Because let's be real, once you now go midway, those teams in terms of quality can't compete to the teams in the top top six. They, they, they can't. And mm. when teams can spend like 700 mil a, a window or the billions that City have spent, how the hell does a Southampton have to can compete? So let's have a situation where everybody can get that money and everyone can now compete, you know? So, so now the, the players now choosing that, oh, 200,000, 200,000, 200,000. Now it's not really about money. It's about where do I want to go and, and, and I'm play. The 90s and the early 2000s, let's say. That was before like this TV boom, right? Mm. That happened basically in the 2000s, like the mid 2000s on. The teams that were able to spend money were like legacy kind of teams. You know, Manchester United was able to spend some money. Juventus, Inter, AC Milan, Real Madrid. I don't know if Barca were big spenders in the 90s because that was maybe you you would probably be able to tell me. I don't remember a case where they broke the trans. Oh, they didn't they buy Ronaldo in like 96, 97. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not sure how much how much he cost from PS. True. But like though like the, the clubs who were able to spend money before the TV boom were clubs that were like the traditional heavyweights in football, whenever you think of football in that way. Mm. The idea that now because of this TV boom and you know the the globalization of the sport. The idea that clubs like Brighton and Crystal Palace and Southampton and these clubs are able to outspend Real Madrid, Barcelona, Juventus, Milan, Inter, that's a strange place to be. And if you did put caps or limits on where players were allowed to go, like across Europe, what would happen is players would then be choosing clubs not for money, like mm. Enzo is doing. They would choose it for what club do I like best? And in that instance, the clubs who are at the top will then become, again, the clubs who are who are always traditionally there. In, in Italy, we know the names. In mm. Spain, we know the names. In England, we know the names. It's not in the Premier League's interest, parity across Europe, because if they did, who's going to Southampton? Maybe Southampton is a bad example because they have beaches or whatever. But who's who's going to Norwich? 
or some place like that. Hey, where, 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 Have you seen the beaches in Southampton? <laughs> I don't know. It ain't. It, know, it, it ain't Miami, bro. I can tell you that right now. So. <laughs> I can guess why. Um, because the Premier League is part of UEFA, they would have to be in some way beholden to them if UEFA ever got their act together. But perhaps it's not in UEFA's interest either to curtail what the Premier League is capable of doing. Because why wouldn't you want them a part of your your organization? Like, couldn't could in theory, couldn't the Premier League break off from UEFA if UEFA decided to sanction them and just become an independent own thing without mm-hmm. being in an organization? Like, none of their clubs play in the Champions League and they create their own thing. I don't know what it what could happen, but. The finances of football are broken, and they're broken because of the Premier League. And the latest example is Chelsea. And somebody would make the argument in the late 90s, it was Italy and it was Real Madrid who were breaking things fine. But that's not what it is now. So I I do want to ask this one last question before we get out of here. I say, though. Have they verified that he has 10 siblings? I saw your debate on the Hangout. I don't know if it was Saturday or, or Sunday. And there was an argument that because he's making 15 Gs, like mm. in a life perspective, that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I, I, I hear that if a manager, or actually better put, if an owner of one of these football clubs wants to sell and leave, they can basically do that at any time. If a manager wants to leave, they can basically resign at any time and go take a job somewhere else. If a trainer that's working for one of these clubs wants to go somewhere else, they can just, uh, this is my two-week notice, I've resigned, there you go. The players seemingly are the only ones or the primary ones who, if a better opportunity comes up, they are beholden to what their club wants from them. Now, maybe you say because they've signed a contract, you've signed those rights away. Mm -hmm. But I look at it and I think, so everybody else is capable of basically doing what they want if a better opportunity comes in terms of money, living experience, whatever the case may be. Players are the only ones who can't just say, I'm done with this and let me go to where, uh, like, Caicedo was at Brighton. Chelsea and Arsenal were interested in him. But because Brighton want to keep him, he can't go. But if somebody else in the Brighton hierarchy wanted to leave, they probably could quite easily. So so why so 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 why is it that players are the only ones who can't take advantage of what they've worked for? Because of the value of the of the player. Now, my thing is a contract is a contract. You read mm-hmm. everything, the small press and so forth. If you don't like it, you don't send the contracts. Hey, we don't like like this here. Sorry, that has to be put in. Then you, do, then you don't you don't sign it. Once you sign it, you accept everything with that contract. Now, maybe there's a wider discussion to be had of like maybe we should change what the player contract is and so forth. But the contract is the contract. The player is the most valuable assets of that organization. Because of mm. course the manager is important. Of course the coaches are important. Of course the guys are important. But the guys actually having to execute this, the plan, because the the, the fans who pay money each week and so forth they're not paying it for the manager or for the coaches or for the um dietitian or so forth they're <laughs> they are paying the money to watch kaiseido to watch mitoma yeah. to watch um welbeck to, to watch to, to watch a donk to watch all these guys that's what that's who they're paying for the guys that's uh 
um, that go to the sponsorship events and everything, they go there to see the players, not the, the freaking manager. So the most valuable assets are the players. So because that's your most valuable assets, you've got to put language in that contract to do the best to protect your, value, your most valuable assets. So for Caicedo, I sympathize because he's, he's young and black. So I'm always going to try and fight <laughs> for young and black. Yeah. But in, the, in a general sense, it is what it is. I cannot fault Brighton for doing what they want to do. We've already lost Trossard. We've already lost uh, manager and our coach as, as, as well. Sorry, we're not going to let this guy set a go. Unless is... you fully compensate us for losing what, what is one of our best players. So if I can just kind of round this together and I mm. bring up this argument for a specific reason. Would Chelsea have been able to buy Enzo Fernandez? were there not a release clause or buyout clause? Benfica would have been able to put whatever price they wanted on Enzo's head because it was written in the contract. I don't know if this is Portuguese law. I know it's law in Spain that you have to have a release clause, which is why Vinny and those guys get billions. But if if it weren't written in his Benfica deal that you pay 121 million euros, you can then, I guess, sign or be able to access Enzo Fernandez in, in that sense. If that wasn't written there, I don't think Benfica sell. They just say no. They keep saying no. And there's nothing that Chelsea could do. Because that because that number existed there, mm. it, it was possible. And Chelsea knew it was possible. And they kept going and going until the 11th hour, essentially. Because English contract law, I suppose, doesn't have a buyout feature in it, there is no number by which you can trigger a negotiation. Caicedo has to stay. So the real key here, I think, to learn is make sure your contract has a buyout yes. or a release clause. Yes. Yes. If Caicedo had a release clause, even if it was because he, he signed, if, if his contract is, is worth 15000 a week, there's no way they'd slap a $100 million release clause on him or something like mm. that. They would never do that because it just doesn't make sense. So let's even say the number was crazy seemingly at the time. Like let's say they put 65, 70, whatever it was. That is at least something in Caicedo's mind and in other teams' mind that we can trigger this. And maybe if you're Brighton, you put a date on it, kind of like what Dortmund did with Haaland, where the year before, you you better come to us now because any team could trigger that. I think it was $75 million for Haaland, and it was Manchester City that eventually did it. Chelsea came – Chelsea rolled up, and Dortmund were like, no, <laughs> because – we want to keep him for whatever reason. But then the next summer, they had to sell because he had the release clause there. So Caicedo, if it's not mandated by the, the legal framework within the country, the agents have to start putting clauses in these deals. Even if they seem unreasonable, at least put something in there to where I can leave. If you pay this money, it's, 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 I can it's, leave. It's, it's, it's a hurricane issue. It's a hurricane <laughs> issue. You want to have yeah. a convo where let, what's if... Because I know my value, I know how people view me, and I know how Tottenham have, have, have struggled. So mm -hmm. I'm going to give you three years, but in three years, let let me be able to um, dictate my destiny in two, three years' time. Right. Even if it's something crazy. Mm. Um, but you get something concrete in words, like, like who's the player I'm thinking of? Grealish. Grealish had an agreement with Aston Villa. If somebody comes with $100 million or more, we will let you go if they're a Champions League club. I think that was what they I think that was what they said. Manchester City knew that was there. They came in with their 100 million. It seems crazy, illogical, 
But Aston Villa had to argue, had to honor rather the agreement. You can help yourself in these things if you're prescient enough when you're first signing the deal. And it, it goes to what you say. You have to read everything and make sure that, you know, there's there's an escape valve for you. Like you, you need the break glass in case of emergency option. And that he didn't have that, I feel bad for him. I still feel like Arsenal, um, not Arsenal, Brighton, should you bought him for how much? Arsenal are offering how much? Let him go. But No, no, but, but do you want to say no? Brighton can do something this season. Because Brighton, like, hang on. Look at how well we're playing. Look at what, and let's even talk about Mitsumo, who they bought for three, four million. Bruh, the his J- goal J- against J- Liverpool? Ooh. Stupid, stupid. <laughs> I mean, he made a, a, a good man twerk. So, um, <laughs> but my thing is, you're like, Brighton could do, Brighton could do something this season. So because he could do something this yeah. season, because this is the reasons where Chelsea and Liverpool have, have been struggling. Who knows? Who knows? You know, and also, yeah. you know, like I've, we've opened up the adoption center now. Four. So his name is now Joseph Mitoma. That is his legal name now. Oh, Gomez? Yeah, Joseph <laughs> Mitoma is his legal name. So. Uh, when I saw that they compared him to Cardi B, I yeah, was nah, so nah, dead. Nah, nah, nah. That's, that's, like, you, 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 you can't allow a man to make you do that in the game. That's crazy. But yeah, that's, that's, that's my argument for making sure, like, I, I like that that's in Spanish law. Yeah. That there has to yeah. be a release clause in the contract. Even if it seems dumb, it's there. But it at least empowers the player it's and, borderline and buying slavery. clubs. It's borderline slave. I mean, not slave, but it's quite close to like, you know, like a slave. See, like, and now look, Enzo, eight and a half years, let's say after six months, he doesn't like it at Chelsea or he gets homesick or whatever mm. it is. <laughs> If there's no release clause in his deal, which I'll, I'll, I guarantee you, I can almost guarantee you, there's not there. Yeah. What if What if he wants to go to Barcelona, or Madrid, or someplace, and they <laughs> he's and stuck? He's he's gonna be stuck. I don't like that idea that players are stuck or they can't leave because everybody else can leave. Everybody else can leave. Maybe maybe not managers if they just don't. If, uh, if, no no if, no, no, you know what? No, 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 their, let's just let's just look at life. Life, let's look at life. Mm. Life, 15,000 a week. <laughs> some people don't see that in a year. Some people, some people don't, don't see that amount in a year. So I'm sorry, my sympathy for the players in the lifetimes, eh, it's, it only goes so far because some people don't see that amount in a year and you're earning 15,000 a week. I don't that's, agree. That's 60,000 a month. Come on. Man. It's But the amount that they generate for the clubs means they're worth more than what they're being paid. No, 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 no. True, but at the end of the day, some people are working three, four, five jobs to get fifteen thousand a week. So fifteen thousand a year, hundred percent. Of course, you should earn everything. I'm sorry, you're earning fifteen thousand a week. So for that single mother having to do two jobs, earning scraps for for a year, I'm sorry. I, there's always so much sympathy I have for you earning fifteen thousand a week, whether you deserve more or not. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's just life. So sorry, so I can't have I can't have as much sympathy for you as a single mother doing two, three, three jobs. I'm sorry, I can't. I won't. I hear you like on like the linear scale of just like <laughs> it is a lot of money once you add it up. And you are ultimately you are ultimately playing a kid's game for yeah. money. So okay. Like but but at that point okay. freaking fish that's what okay, but but have hope at, at that at that point, five thousand a week. Like that of course that would be great. But that's if that's not what the the so called market rate is for a person of your skill, 
then ultimately it's, feel, a, it's no, a bad no, 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 thing. No. It's wrong, you but know? I don't feel sympathy for you. That's my thing. I do. I do. I, no, no, I don't. See, for me, I feel sympathy for the single mother having to do three jobs and getting paid peanuts. I feel sympathy for you. I don't right. feel. I, I don't feel sympathy for a guy trying to get a ball inside a fishnet, earning five thousand, earning fifteen thousand a week. Can I drum I up sympathy this way? Where is Moises Caicedo from? Ecuador. Where, is he rich in Ecuador or is he poor in Ecuador? I would assume that he is from a lower middle class or lower class background in Ecuador. And what? And what? what, 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 what what's your point? He you're earning you're, you're fifteen thousand pounds pounds a week. He's not just playing for himself. He's playing for his mother, his father, his siblings, which mm. I'm told are numerous. <laughs> and yeah. his cousins, every his whole neighborhood basically, yeah. or his whole city is who he's playing for. Fifteen thousand. I don't know if that's post tax or after tax, but the point is, he is playing not just for living people, but people who are yet to be born. Because the chances that the Caicedo family is going to hit a generational, at least in an Ecuador sense, footballer who is capable of playing for Arsenal, Chelsea, perhaps even higher on the list, is almost zero. It's it's a lottery-like chance that they've hit. But because he can only play for a certain amount of time, he has to... it's, It's basically the argument that you had at the top. He has to maximize every paycheck... Because Daniel, because he's because he signed, he, he signed he, a contract because he's then, not just earning money for himself he's earning money for like generations past. Daniel he signed a contract. I know I get it and so forth and yes like yeah man you know ten siblings and so forth. What's the point of a contract? So so what's your point? Brighton with the ah man ten siblings may well, go leave <laughs> do what you want send the money we won't have any more hey you know what that's it's my, my, beautiful. my argument for Brighton and I would extend this to Benfica, I would extend this to Dortmund, I would extend this to Southampton, clubs who are renowned for generating talent, but not necessarily keeping it. You sign Casado, telling him, we co- you will come here, we will develop you. If a club comes for you, we will let you go. That has to be what they're saying to people. That's what Dortmund told Haaland, you come, you develop, Eventually, you'll you'll go. It's understood. Enzo was probably the same thing. There's no way Benfica thought they were going to keep Enzo Fernandez for 15 years. That's not how these clubs operate. They they buy from clubs around the world, like uh, academies around the world. They bring them, they develop them, and then once they're ready to go, they go. The idea that Brighton are now telling Caicedo after they've sold Kukurea, after they've sold Basuma, they've sold their manager... <laughs> Trust that. <laughs> Trust that. Like the idea that, okay, all of these players are leaving. They're getting their opportunity. Why is it that I have to stay? When I'm in, he was probably less than what Kukurea was on. He was probably less than what Trussard was on. He's probably less than what Basuma was on. How come he can go to Arsenal? He can go to Chelsea. He can go to Spurs. But I can't. The, the promises that you make, and I'm assuming this is how you get someone to go to Brighton in the first place. The promises that you make, how come you're not honoring them in that sense? Just oh, no, because no, no, I have no, no, a contract? No. If you're a player who's now in Ecuador and you're one of their star talents in one of the academies and Brighton come to you and they say, we want you to come, come to Europe, sign this, sign this, sign that. And you have another option of another club who's basically saying, this, saying the same thing of that, that might develop you in name, name a club. 
why would I go to Brighton if I know that there's a chance that they might not sell me when the big money offer comes? Again, this is all a moot point. Now, so, sorry, the Trusted thing was was actually a bust up. If Trusted didn't have a bust up with Zerbi, they probably do the same thing with Caicedo. That was about, no, I want you out because you've disrespected me. Mm-hmm. Bisuma and um, Kukurea, obviously they don't value them as much as Caicedo. They see Caicedo is young. He's, the people want him, they value him. But do you know what this is a moot point? A contract is a contract. <laughs> but a contract Brighton... is only a contract so long as like they honor it. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. But my thing is, Brighton are not doing anything wrong. I've never said what they're doing is ethically so, wrong. So, 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 yeah, so, yeah, so, so, so this is like an ethical moral thing, but at the end of no, the no, day... No, 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 it's not, no, like, what they're, they're doing what they're contractually obligated... Yeah. They're, they're doing what they're allowed to do via the contract. We, we, we want, what we I'm want saying to is... keep him. So, and we can reject any price he'll put forth. But that's <laughs> because wrong. We keep that's, that's ultimately wrong, bro. Why is it? Wait, but it's it's in the contract. And all right, so yeah, this has been Talking Tactics Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. This has been episode 300. Hopefully you guys yep. enjoyed the beginning. Follow us on all the social medias. Half what where can you be found? Footballhots.com, yo. I'm at Daniel to look on Twitter. All the links are in the description. All of that good stuff. Talking Tactics Podcast. Sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. And yeah, we will catch you guys next week. Peace, peace. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.